Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anson Boylove. And today we're going to talk about teams and specifically your launch team, the team maybe that you've been working with, the VA you have, your assistant, whoever's helping you out right now. And if you don't have someone, don't worry, because I do think you're going to get some tips on how to manage a team and how to actually help your team become a little bit more qualified to help you launch. So today's question is, does your team know how to launch? And I'm going to give you some really easy steps to make sure that they do. And at least this will get them part of their way there. Here's here's something I have to say before we go into any of this. And that is, we're dealing with human beings here. And I think that understanding is probably going to be your biggest skill as someone who is the business owner, or even if you are someone just leading a team. So things are going to be different for different people. And just like humans have a variety of different reasons why they work well with other people, they're going to have the same number of crazy reasons why they might not work well with other people. There is a certain magic in getting the right people together. But today, I'm going to do my best to just give you some really, I guess, basic ways to get people more prepared for that launch. Because I do see a lot of people, a lot of my clients struggling to either hire people struggling to know what to hire for next, what's important, how to how to bring those people into the team in general, and also just hiring people that kind of just don't get it, don't get how they should be behaving during a launch. Also, I will point you to, you know, after this, I'm going to point you to a few other blog posts and resources that I've got. Um, Specifically, you may have seen one of my ultimate guides to hiring a rock star team. I also have another ultimate guide, which brings a lot of different resources together for growing your virtual team. Today, we're really going to talk about the launch part of the the, the team. Launch is kind of just like this special event. And really, it's a question like, does your team know how to handle new things and events and one-time kind of situations. People people on any kind of team, whether you're in an office or not, generally get used to the work they do day in and day out. And a launch throws a lot of things into the mix. A lot of there's a lot of complexity sometimes in some launches and there has to be a lot of clarity on what's happening at any given time. And people need to know what their job is, what their secondary job is, and all of that. There's, I mean, I could go on about this topic of teams just because I've always been really involved in creating teams and pulling teams together and working with different people to kind of fill in holes on a team and getting people to get along. I mean, I've been doing this forever, so online and offline. So here are some things to kind of think about when you're kind of heading to that launch. You as a business owner need to kind of, to take some time to yourself and ask, okay, do these people first understand their jobs as individuals and how they're going to work, how their work actually impacts the launch? So here's what I mean by this. A lot of times, like I said, people get into their roles, like I, I schedule social media, I do the copywriting for the blog posts. I am the videographer. But the problem with that kind of very siloed thinking is that people forget 
that what they do and how they do their job will impact another person. So whether they're slow, whether they're sick, whether they're confused about something, that stuff impacts that next person who's going to put their hands on it. So it's really important that that people do understand what's expected of them. So if you're going to need people to go above and beyond and be proactive, and this is what you're going to need during a launch, I've talked about this in a few videos, but the proactive piece is huge. So it's important to make sure everyone understands that, yes, you have a primary role. That is your main job. But you also have to be aware of other people who are kind of connected to your job. Also, it's important to make sure that they have a secondary role. Like, make sure that you are, and this goes back to hiring, hiring people who have many skills or at least the skill to learn, to understand, to jump in and help, to offer even like an ear to process something. So someone who is not a developer, a web developer, might still be able to support the web developer on your team by saying, hey, I'm totally happy to get on Skype with you. Let's map this out. Let's figure it out. Like, make sure that you know what you're doing. How can I help you? Even as kind of like a little bestie within the team, a little business bestie. So it's important not to leave that to chance, but to really make make people backups or helpers as their secondary role and give them something so that they have something to take proactive, that they can be proactive about. That's one thing that I think is people forget. They want people to be proactive, but I do think you need to give people a little direction on what that means. So if you finish this, we're going to need your help right over here. Or if you finish this, go to the main dashboard and see who needs help and or put a call out and say, hey, I'm available. What do you guys need? Um, you have to give some direction on what that means. Next Something that always comes up with teams, and this is in general, and it comes up during launches, and this is why teams often have turnover. It's all about the money. So people get burned out, working too many hours, concerned about basically doing a lot of clock watching, and forget that there's a, like, they won't have a job if the launch maybe doesn't go well. Or, you know, so they can't just stop working at their allotted hours. But at the same time, you have to respect people, right? So it's important to have this getting paid discussion with people in advance. Maybe if you're hiring people just for the launch, you structure their payment in a way that focuses on that outcome. That way they understand when you ask people to be available, it doesn't mean they have to necessarily do stuff. You just want them to be on deck, ready to like cover in, in some way, just to have eyes on the launch. The other thing you can do with long-term employees or contractors that work for, that maybe are part of your team but aren't necessarily full-time, is you can just say, look, for a short period of time, we're going to do this. But, and then work out some sort of compensation plan or percentage or something like, hey, if this launch does well, I want to give everybody here like X percent of the kind of profit you guys are in this with me, or you guys can promote as affiliates, whatever people want to do. Now, that is, that's a, definitely a personal decision. But, and I've seen people do things in different ways, but your core team should understand that sometimes the hours are going to be kind of sparse and sometimes not. 
Um, and sometimes they're going to be really, there's going to be a lot of time that they're going to have to put in. And this is actually why I prefer to pay monthly. I don't like to pay per hour. I like to pay per project, per outcome. So because then it's not about the hours. They can fin- If they can finish their job in two hours, great. Um, the main thing is that they, the main thing with both of these that I've actually just shared with you is that as long as you tell people that the main expectation you have for them is to communicate, then you'll be fine, like over-communicate. So let's keep going. Here's another few questions. Are they able to do their jobs alone or do they need constant supervision? If people need constant check-ins from you, checkups, you might just go crazy trying to remind them, kind of like me with my daughter. When I get into the, did you brush your teeth 5 million times or did you do your homework or did you brush your hair or did you make your bed? Like, honestly, sometimes I am like the micromanager to the max with Mila and it doesn't work. I could, some days I don't have to say it at all and she's done. And I'm trying to go into that world. But you have to understand that in a launch, people need to be really kind of very self-managed. They understand the time they have. They budget what they need. They let you know in advance if things are going to take longer. So you just really need a responsible set of people that aren't afraid to tell you when it's too much, but are also not afraid to tell you when, hey, this is great. I finished this. Just check in on a constant basis. And so that leads to, you know, do they know how to communicate and why it's so important to overdo this during a launch? And some people just don't. Some people don't get it and they'll just go off the radar and you're like, wow. And then they'll contact you a day and a half or two days after a launch saying, how did the launch go? And you want to actually strangle them because you think to yourself, well, you actually should know that, but you weren't around. So you're going, bye-bye. That actually happened to me. And I really do feel like I spent a lot of time onboarding the person. So, you know, even in a perfect world, it doesn't always work, even when you try to set everything up. But I say that more often than not, getting that kind of group of people together who do understand these things, and you just have to keep your eye open. So here are some ways, here are some simple ways. This is kind of like the, my rules that I have for myself, because I've learned how I onboard people, how I interact with people. And I do think, I think these will help you. So A, try not to hire just for the launch unless it's an expert, unless it's like a specific expert pro role. If you're hiring a project manager, not to say they're not pro because they likely are, but if you're hiring a project manager or a new VA, those are things that take time to to gel. Okay, so number two is create an onboarding experience for them. Um, Really smart lady, Kristen Bates. I'll put her, I'll try to find her link down below, but she's amazing at this. She has a great onboarding experience. I believe she even talks about it in a program. She does a guest guest training in. Um, I just remember that. But I think it, oh yeah, it actually, it's in um, Hillary Rushford's elegant excellence, but she does that. And I haven't actually seen anybody teach on onboarding, but what essentially that means is you give them a very clear like tour of the facilities, even if they're virtual, you give, tell them what's expected of them as part of your team. You share your values, you share your goals, you share, you share that stuff. You ask them about themselves. You know, there's, there 
and you tell them what their role is and what you're expecting from them. I mean, they're, you can systematize that or not. I am just now systematizing that. I know. So maybe you, number three is meet them on Skype face to face right away. So I have a client who hired a, brought in another customer service person for like some of their upcoming work and they've got a big launch coming up. And I, even though my client wasn't going to be the main manager of the person, she probably was never going to have to talk to her at all. That's cool. I mean, if you can, if that is your choice, and actually that's like a dream situation, if you can just talk to one person and they can manage the rest of the people. But she knew that she wasn't going to be managing them. And I, and I just suggested to her, you know, you just meet with her on Skype, even if it's not really face-to-face, just meet with her so that there's a touch point there. Because that connection with you and the business, it's like that kind of solidifies and helps them really feel like, hey, I'm part of this team and gives and makes them feel a little more valued, I think, even just taking that time for someone. So get references. This is the other thing. This is probably like a pre-hire thing. Get references and look at example work, you know? So I keep flip-flopping back and forth, but I'm just going by my list here is like connect, but don't micromanage. So maybe have some sort of weekly update from if you're managing them, great. Then you just kind of check in, just say, hey, how's everything going? Or tell them to connect with you so that you, you don't want to micromanage them. So suggest that as a way to communicate, but make sure you give them the methods of communication that are going to work for you specifically. You don't want to have people trying to talk to you from different places all over the, you know, in this app and that app and that way and, you know, text and email and Asana and all that. So connect, but don't micromanage. Have a backup person. So what I mean by that is make sure you have people kind of just saying, hey, I really need, this is a new team. Let's say it is a new team. This is a newish team. We might need some just random help, some very like miscellaneous help. Could you stay on board? Could you stay on deck? And I'll pay, well, we can come up with like a rate or whatever. And then if I need you, I will reach out to you. Having that backup is huge. I mean, the backup might actually exist already on your team, but Usually it's someone who's kind of waiting in the wings, like the study, the the understudy of a play, and who knows everything about the launch, who can jump in if needed. And number seven, like others have said, don't just hire for the job. Think about what your business needs and how they might fit into that. So it's not a, I don't want you to think you're going to have a free for all where you just hire a bunch of cool people and they just do whatever. But You do need people like with a strong primary skill, like, oh yeah, they are that. But you're like, oh, but that's a little frosting that they're a copywriter also. Oh, that's a little craziness. They're a graphic designer. We could use that. Like look for people who have like these unexpected secondary skills that can be developed. And often like the, you know, not everybody can manage, not everybody can write, not everybody can create graphics or do design, not everybody can do sales writing, not everybody can do tech stuff. So look for people who have like, you know, maybe even make that one of your questions. Like, what do you feel like is your hidden skill that you're not really getting a job for these days, but you you really feel like you jump in and you're like, I know Infusionsoft, Entreport and ConvertKit and all these things. And I know them like a crazy person, even though I'm the designer, 
or whatever. Look for people with those kind of secondary skills that can be developed and then potentially used during the launch. And actually, there's one final one I want to share, and that is make sure people know what your launch kind of dates are and have them publicly kind of reminding people all the time. So perhaps there's a daily email that goes out to everybody just saying, hey, great job, not even great job today, like here's a reminder, here's what we got done, you know, and here's, we're on track for the launch, you know, maybe you can do that a weekly, it doesn't really matter if it's weekly or daily, but I do like daily check-ins from everybody who's on my team. I like to know if anything got done or not. So that's my take on that. Anyway, so first of all, I want to give you two, three different resources. First, you just have to click the link in the show notes, The Ultimate Guide to Hiring an Awesome Virtual Team. And then you're going to go over to that blog post, which is awesome. You can also check out a post called The Advanced Guide to Growing a Thriving Team. So those are really great resources. I just went back through them. I deleted some links that were no longer working. Tell me if anything's not working. And then finally, I also have a masterclass that I taught last fall, but it's still available. And it's a 90-minute Let me actually read to you what it is. It's a 90-minute masterclass and workshop that is literally the perfect investment to make for yourself or your team members to ensure you set everyone up for a successful launch. It's a great way to, you know, have a training that you give to your team. It's dirt cheap. And if you work with one or more people on your team, maybe a VA or a project manager, then really, I think this class is for you. Or if you're planning on hiring people, or if you're just about to get together a team, you know, because I'll teach you, you and your team, everything you need to know about a product launch, how to do their jobs better, best practices, giving them key insights on how to handle you during that launch, which is huge because you're a big part of what, what kind of goes into this launch. And, you know, like I said, one way to hire, to build a great team is to hire great people. But finding perfectly aligned people, like a bunch of great people who don't get along, it's not a great team. So you've got to do the job of finding that right mix of people. And I think that this train your launch team workshop masterclass really does the job. There's a 90 minute training, there are class slides, there's a launch team cheat sheet, team resources, um, some other roles and tasks that I've uh, put together as PDFs. And I think that if you're even thinking about having a team this year, next year, whenever, get this in your brain out. Like you watch this, there's a section for the team really, that's really focused on the team. And there's a section for you as the boss. So you're going to, but I say you as a boss got to know everything. So you should just write everything. And yeah, I mean, you should read everything. You should know everything. Hand that off to your team. Make this part, make the class part of your onboarding experience. So, okay. That is all for today. This was a kind short one. How did we do? Oh, it's like 20 minutes. Okay. But I want to thank you for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. I am going to be sharing some more stuff with you in the, in the coming weeks on launching. Today was really about team 
And as you know, last week or the week before really was about email and communication. Uh, in a few weeks, we're going to do a live webinar. We're going to have lots of stuff going on because I'm doing a lot behind the scenes, which I will share with you. I cannot wait. Um, I'd love to know what your biggest team questions are. Send me an email. Send me, go to the ansamorlove.com forward slash contact page and leave me a message and let me know just saying, hey, I have these people. Here's the problem. Can you help? I want to know what your questions are so that I can do more team-related podcasts because I think the team is so critical to your launch. And the better you get them kind of working together as a as like this organism, I don't even want to say a, a oiled machine, but you know what I mean. And I... I don't know. I'm excited to help you get those people together. I love it when my my business besties come to me with team, not like I want them to have bad team issues, but I like to be asked about team issues. It's definitely an interesting topic for me and one where I love to support anyone who's willing to take the leap as it is to getting a team. So thanks again for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. I, again, my name is Ann Samoylov. You can head over to annsamoylov.com for all of the show notes. And I'll talk to you soon. Take care.